Emily, it looks like you picked the wrong Valentine. This is where the gaslighting gets really good. My nickname around these parts is Dead Weight. I haven't been considering scissoring. I'm prepared to travel in time. We were deep into an Adam Sandler rabbit hole in this podcast. How did that happen? A lifetime of Hallmark. Well, hello, everybody. It is your favorite day of the week. It is time for another episode of A Lifetime of Hallmark, where we talk about movies on both Lifetime Hallmark Channel and try to make sense of them. I am Les Kirkendall Barrett. Hello, Jason Bowers. Hello, Les Kirkendall Barrett. And hello, Kirk Fitzpatrick. Hello, Les Kirkendall Barrett. Hello, Jason Bowers. And hello, special guest Meredith Thomas. Yes. Hello, Meredith Thomas. (laughs) Now, Meredith is in the movie that we are talking about today, uh, The Wrong Valentine, which did not disappoint. Did not. This movie did not disappoint. Thank God, because that would have been awkward. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Thank God this is good. So, 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 Meredith, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I, I'll tell you this, just, I, I mean, no one wants to hear your resume, but I guess since we're talking about this, I will tell you that this is, um, uh, I think this is my sixth wrong movie. That's with amazing. Vivica. So, really? uh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, I just kind of got, we call it kind of a wrong movie ensemble now. So I kind of got into this groove with them. I've done some really killer roles, no pun intended, uh, with, uh, with this, uh, company and um but about me i grew up in a village in alaska oh uh yeah i uh, my parents taught uh inuit and um so i lived in above the arctic circle for seven years so whenever i'm asked something interesting i'm I, that's usually what i say i lived <laughs> in a village in alaska and then i then i moved to new hampshire and lived on an island so wow and then naturally i'm in los angeles now. and then you're in la yeah <laughs> i don't well, like just oh, no, our ahead. last week, just our last week, uh, my two co-hosts here were complaining about how cold it gets in California when it gets to sixty-five degrees. Mm-hmm. So uh-huh. you must have a you must have a whole different different outlook on this. I do, although I do think there is something to that whole blood thinning thing because I, I I definitely feel like I did my time in the cold, having spent all my you know formative years in New Hampshire and Alaska. So I I want this weather to be more tropical. I would like it to be more like Florida, honestly. Yeah. I mean, because like I said, I did my time in the cold. So I feel you guys in that I do not like. I don't want. I don't want to do any more cold unless it's on a, a, a holiday and I'm drinking hot cocoa. Now, are your parents still there in Alaska? No, my dad was there for thirty plus years. Wow. Um, we left when I was seven. Um, okay. My parents split up, and my brother, mother, and I moved back to where she had been born and raised, which is New Hampshire. And then, um, but my dad stayed for a long time, and now they've. Uh-huh. Speaking of Florida, they've both sold out and retired to Florida. <laughs> <laughs> do they think that you uh, starring in these wrong movies and you know killing getting killed whatnot do they do they think that you're the typical Californian I think my dad is I, I think he's gotten over to a certain degree that like how dangerous it is I moved out here when I was really young although just when I think he he doesn't think my that it's too wrong in Los Angeles he'll say something like he'll 
he'll have Google mapped homeless in my neighborhood. <laughs> exactly how close they are wow. to me. Um, so I was like, yeah, I guess that is pretty close. Okay, yeah, uh-huh. That's just, you turn there and you turn there, but it's fine. And, and at least they're not at Big Lots anymore. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> now, now it's funny that you mentioned about the ensemble company because I have always said that on this podcast, one of the things I love about the wrong, as we call it here, the wrong cinematic universe is it's literally like a theater rep company. And I love the fact that it's the same group of actors. And I like how in one movie, you'll be the villain. In one movie, you'll be the heroine. In one movie, you'll be like, like the killer. And I love that. Now, question. Did you kind of, because I've seen you in a couple of the wrong movies before, but this, I believe, is like your largest role in a wrong movie. Did you basically have to work your way up the ranks? Is that how it kind of works? No, I actually didn't. My first, so of late, I've been jumping in the, to what I call cameos, the smaller roles, because now the director, David, knows me so well, and Vivica, so when they need something, it's like, oh, Meredith, you know, throw mm -hmm. Meredith in there. But my, actually, my, I had, my biggest roles were, before this, I did, um, I did one called The Wrong Crush, and, um, and then that was a lovely role. I mean, I'm uh -huh. really meaty. And then I did the wrong boy next door. And that we, we saw I, that. Did you see it? We, we, we yeah. talked about that one. Yeah, I believe so. Familiar. Yeah. So I'm the mom in the wrong boy next door. Like the other night I was tweeting along, um, with watching the wrong the wrong Valentine to the end. And I, and I was tweeting and giving little tidbits and I was like, Oh, She's tied up exactly how I was tied up at the end of the wrong, uh, the wrong boy next door. I mm -hmm. mean, literally, mom tied up. The, the difference was like um, that she had a daughter that, and he was, but she was still like someone terrorizing. I, I no, I guess that wasn't the difference. There was a guy terrorizing the daughter, and mom ends up tied up, and I'm and I and I'm like, and I'm yelling wrong, run, and then same thing. And I was like, it's awesome. You kind of expect like in every lifetime movie, like I've been strangled from behind. <laughs> you you kind of like never get into. You should like even in a lifetime movie, you should never get into the back. You know, never get into your car at night. No, without no. like no, like, even during seriously, the day, like bear macing the best and if you know ever. anyone that owns a black hoodie get out now <laughs> they love yeah. themselves a black hoodie oh, in yeah. a lifetime movie stop by the hoodie store see what kind of sales they've, they've made that day that's so true so they in the in fiance killer the crazy oh boy. girl as i was had the black hoodie she just lived in the black hoodie um and then what else had it is it is comfortable i'm actually wearing one right now uh, yeah, yeah. I, I'm not exaggerating when I say that I think the the villain in every single Lifetime movie has a black hoodie. I'm pretty sure that's true. Um, I did my latest. I just played the villain in something called uh, Killer Advice. Okay. <gasps> I never, I never wore a black hoodie. Okay. We I love the Killer of series as well. We do. We love the killer series. Too. Are, okay. oh, oh, so, oh, right. So the wrong. Okay. Yeah. Wrong. Yeah. Right. 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 Well, yeah. without giving any future movies away, have you have you killed anybody yet? Yes. And is yeah, yeah yeah wow oh 
I've killed multiple people. Wow. <laughs> I believe that. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, the kill, we love the killer. We love the killer cinematic universe mm-hmm. too. Is that weird? Like working with an actor, is that weird working with an actor who you're going to kill? Like, is it weird? Like, you know, seeing him like the first day of shooting, I'm going to, well, I'm going to, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> I think it's weirder when you're actually doing it. Like I, you, it's it's you know read it on the script. That's like seems kind of funny. But then when when all of a sudden I'm banging like an actress that's supposed to be seventeen, her head against uh, like against granite countertop. I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> I'm the most innocent person in the movie. I just banged her head on the countertop. That's crazy. and then you like you have to stop for lunch. Do you ever, do you ever like <laughs> bang your head against against the, the granite tabletop? Then you have to take a lunch break, like a you know for like union rules. Then you have to go back and start banging her head some more. Oh yeah, no, yeah. I, I this one that the one killer advice. Like I was really nuts because one we shot it during the pandemic, mm-hmm. and and we shot it so fast. And I was really like I I would be like if you called me on my way home from set you got a kind of a crazy person like i was just like <laughs> so wound up and like and i'm so agitated if you said one thing i would just be like i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm just, I'm, just I'm still in character you know really it was like in my body so yeah i've had where you just don't feel like you can decompress for a minute <laughs> what is it is it a seven day eight day shoot like how quickly are these movies made Oh my gosh, they work so fast. I like, I almost am like, I don't want to give away the trade secrets, but um, I'm trying to think. I think they're doing some of these in six days. Okay. Oh, wow. So, um, like, I did, I think we did Wrong Valentine in six days. I did uh, Killer (laughs) Advice in six days. And that's like ridiculous amount of. dialogue mm-hmm. and 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 stunt yeah. work and um it's funny because i made the mistake i kind of looked at a few of my reviews mm-hmm. and i'm um, like most of them are just really lovely and then you get somebody that's just like meredith thomas and then i want to be like do you have any idea what it's like to shoot during a <laughs> pandemic right <laughs> have to wrap you know I- hit- Seven seventeen-year-olds head against the against the pavement, and then hit somebody else with a a, a pan, and and then worry about COVID. And you know, how dare you? It's a lot of on-screen murders to squeeze into a six-day work week, right? And, and I, I read a review, and I read a love not only a lovely review, but I read an article, and Vivica had lovely things to say about you. Yeah, that kind of made my year 2020 you know like I was like okay 2021 is okay so far I mean there's been a couple of things I don't like but I'm like that yeah she's she's really lovely she is she's just very very gracious you come on set she remembers you from the movies that you've been in before thanks for coming back you know and she's just um really gracious and and really really great to work with and so yeah that was really nice i'm i'm a girl who thought she was pretty homely but was obsessed with marilyn monroe so to have um vivica a fox you know say that you have um like 
classic Hollywood looks. It was like, okay, I'm done. Yes, good. Yeah. <laughs> Love that. And and you ended up on Wendy Williams inadvertently. It was so funny. I was texting. Really? I was. Yeah, I was messaging you to like set this up, and I had Wendy Williams on, and Vivica was on Wendy Williams, and she showed a scene, and it was you and Vivica, and I'm like, oh my god, she's made it on Wendy Williams. Wow. Yes. You know, I got your I got your message, and then I went back and I watched all of the Wendy Williams, and the clip that they showed didn't cut to the movie. I, so I I was like, oh, that's crazy, but the, I'll have to find that clip because that's kind of cool. <laughs> I think it was on like last Tuesday, like I think last Tuesday or Wednesday. It was on right before Valentine's Day. Yeah, I saw. I, I looked. I just have to see if they're gonna if I can find the whole show because they definitely. I watched every like I found out all about you know Vivica's ex boyfriend and all of the stuff, and then I never <laughs> saw me. <laughs> were you also were Were you on an episode of uh, Crazy Ex Girlfriend? I, I saw was, that. but yeah, yeah, I was. Yeah. That was fun. Um, well, I, yeah, used, I used to watch that show. That's all. I just recognized that. Yeah, that no, that was a fun show. I was sad to see it go. West Covita. <laughs> well, welcome to the podcast. Uh, you know, as we go through the movies, feel free to chime in, give us tidbits. I'm very excited to have you here. This is. I don't think we've ever had an actor from the movie that like never just came out. Like we've had actors on the podcast before after the. Like way after the fact, we had but Christian cool Brun on. We had Christian Brun on shortly after we watched that movie. Right. Yeah. We never but watched. We had the already movie. talked about it. We yeah. already talked about the movie right. before we had him on. Yeah. So this is very cool. But before we talk about the movie, Kurt, do you have any Black China news? Doing a piece of China. 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 I'm talking China. The Black China Report. Here's Kurt Fitzpatrick. Okay, this is from The Insider from February 13th, 2021. Should we set this up for Meredith, the fact that we do Black China news? Oh, yeah, Meredith, we talk about Black... I didn't know why we talk about Black China. (laughs) We legitimately don't remember why this started, but every week, Kurt gives an update on Black China. All right, Black China... (laughs) We're also explaining it to our audience in case they... Yeah, yeah. Actually, I forgot myself. All right, so Black China granted jury trial against ringleader Kris Jenner and the Kardashian family over Robin China cancellation. This has been an ongoing thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Black China scored another legal triumph against Kris Jenner and the Kardashian family this week. According to attorney Lynn Chiani, a California appeals court determined that China is entitled to a jury trial in her defamation and intentional interference with contractual relations relations lawsuit. None of us could be on the jury. No. Oh, yeah, we are not impartial. And anybody who listens to this podcast, yeah, you're not going to make it onto the jury. Uh, so uh, the lawsuit relates to the ETV series Rob and China, which premiered in 2016 and was dropped after only one season. China, real named Angela Renee White, initially filed the suit in 2017 over claims of assault, battery, domestic violence, defamation, and interference with prospective economics relations. Three, um, appellate, I looked up how to pronounce this word, Mm -hmm. three appellate judges found that China submitted substantial evidence that supported claims made against Kris Jenner, Kim Kardashian, Khloe Kardashian, and Kylie Jenner. The evidence reportedly uh, corroborated corroborated, I didn't look up that word, uh, China's claim that Kris Jenner, who's often called a 
I looked this word up too. It's a uh, <laughs> momager. Boominger. Momager. No, momager. How do you guys know what I was going to say? A momager. Because that's how she's always so, referred to. She's momager. their mom and she's their manager. She's a momager. <laughs> okay. Anyway, she lied about an accusation that China beat the shit out of Rob's face, then used that allegation, <laughs> alleged allegation to get the show canceled. China also proved that although Chris Jenner was the ringleader for the plot to get season two of Rob and China canceled, Kim Kardashian West, Khloe Kardashian, and Kylie Jenner each separately defamed and intentionally interfered with China's contract for season two. So all three daughters file a trial by jury for their legal conduct against China, uh, Chiani, China's attorney, told Insider in a statement. The jury trial where the Car Jenners will be judged by their fellow Californians. Other Kardashians have to like judge the, these Kardashians because, you know, it's a, a trial of their, uh, of their peers. Anyway, it's scheduled for November 29, 2021. And it's quote unquote millions of dollars in damages. And, I uh, oh, there's more. Oh, oh there's gosh. more and more. We could probably stop there. <laughs> now, before we go, move on though. Right. I have to admit, when you first mentioned it, this whole trial months ago, I totally made fun of it because I thought, ah, eh, this doesn't have any legs. Apparently, it does. If it's going to, it's going to be a jury. <laughs> yeah. So I, I stand corrected. I was I was wrong. It's yeah. Oh wow. You picked the wrong Oh, I see a kitty cat. Yeah, she just There's decided to come. Oh, she just decided cute. to come be in the I'm so excited. I love cats. Yeah. Well, let's let's get into this. All right. The wrong Valentine. And what I love about the wrong movies is they just it's it's they lean in. There is no pretension. It just, <laughs> and they get right to it. Mm -hmm. It's like, there's no, there's no buildup as far as, they just get right into it. So we are in Beverly Hills and it's dark. It's at night. We see a big giant camera, which um, Meredith, one of the things we talk about mm -hmm. is in, in pretty much every wrong movie, there's a big giant camera, whether it's hidden behind a plant or, oh yeah. What's, it's usually a hidden camera, and not just the wrong movies. I think a lot of the Lifetime movies, they they'll have a what's a hidden camera, but it's the size of somebody's large head. It, it's yeah, it's yeah, usually right. you know very conspicuous for the audience at home to see. For sure. wrong crush, we had the big, big, big cameras. The yeah. bad, the bad crush came in to their girl's home, and the wrong, um, and the wrong boy next door. He was yeah. spying on. The family too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes they're so, kind of sloppy about it. They they bring in some like gigantic camera, and they like prop <laughs> it up with popsicle sticks. But <laughs> this one actually worked because it was like the house. It was like the security camera. Yeah, it was an actual. So it, it was a sense. camera that was there for its intended purpose. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And and so we see someone, and they were wearing a black hoodie, and I was like. Oh, okay, here we. Whenever I see the black hoodie, it's like, here we go. <laughs> well, well, here's a production question: Is there like, is there like a wardrobe room where they have one black hoodie hanging, or <laughs> they use for each each movie? I think, must, I think they buy a new one every time. I really? <laughs> well, I think I, I, COVID times, we're not sharing much wardrobe anymore. Oh, yeah. Oh, really? True. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I 
So um, I think that, yeah, they're probably buying a brand new hoodie. <laughs> now, was this one shot during COVID? This was, yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. How long ago wow. did you shoot? How long did I specifically? No, how, how long ago was this filmed? Oh, this was, this was um, like a month and a half ago, maybe. Okay, wow. Oh my God. Okay. So it's pretty yeah. fast. Wow. Oh, and, and by the way, sad story, uh, not for mm. me, but for someone else, I got, repl- I came in at the last minute. I, um, mm-hmm. somebody tested positive for COVID. Oh, no. I was oh, a last no. minute replacement on that one. Oh. Oh no! Wow. Yeah, yeah. That's this is such a crazy time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's it's such a but it it was perfect casting. It was, <laughs> you killed it. Yeah. Thank you. It was fun. Um. Okay. So we see a mom and a daughter, and they're watching TV, and they're just like having a good time, and then it just goes dark. And so, is this considered a cold open? I would say so. Yes. I think so. Because you know, that's another thing. That's another thing about the wrong movies. Yeah. There's always a cold open, but all nothing happens. Nothing really happened in this cold open. Yeah, normally yeah, the normally true. the cold opens. It's a a mur- it's a murder of an unrelated family that will then tie into the movie when the the protagonist goes to meet with somebody that knew them. I I was I was murdered in the cold open of uh, the wrong stepfather. Um, oh, do we see that? Dude, I think we saw that one. I think we saw that one too. <laughs> you were murdered. Yeah. So I was that that I was that woman in that, and then I was and then I was uh, then I was angry. It wasn't the cold open, but I was also the woman, <laughs> the the past scorned woman in the wrong Mister Right. That's so, so funny. <laughs> Love all of this. <laughs> so, so then, so then we cut to, I guess, a, a few days later. We're at school. Okay, so one of the things that we do, Meredith, uh-huh. is you can always tell the character that Vivica is playing by her hair. So if her hair is like big and voluptuous, that means she's like the executive boss. If it's short, that means like she's a detective. It's like normally short, but this was a a new hairdo. It was it was back. It was a tight ponytail with bangs, and I don't think I've I've seen we've seen her play like a cheerleading instructor before mm-hmm. or like a guidance counselor, but we've never seen her play a teacher. So I guess this is her teacher look because mm-hmm. it's funny. So. Um, the, um, she's talking to Emily and, um, I, and, and so she's encouraging Emily to kind of get out more. Everybody's encouraging Emily at this point to get out more, you know, right. even her mom, you know, you're kind of a stick in the mud. You need to do something, Emily. And so, and they're in history club. So history club ends, the class leaves and this boy comes in to history club and uh, it, and of course the music changes and it's like, uh-oh, here he is. <laughs> Here's trouble. And his name is David Olson. He's new in town. He's a history buff. And, um, and he's got long hair. He, yeah. Yeah. Which I think is a strong, which I think is a strong choice, lifestyle choice 
for an actor to have that kind of because it does it, does it kind of limit him a little bit. I, uh, I think quite chair. the opposite. Well, speaking of hair, well, I can give you a couple of tidbits on hair. One, Vivica's hair, that's all her wig line. Mm-hmm. So these movies, like, she has the most amazing, like, she can change it up, because mm-hmm. that, which is amazing. Like, that's all of her line of wigs. So when she has the short detective hair and mm-hmm. then the long pony. Uh, anyway, but David... Um, that that young man just that was like his his quarantine hair, and oh, like, wow. hey, it works. Oh, that's the longest he's ever had his hair. That makes perfect yeah. sense. I I would actually think it doesn't limit you because you can always cut hair. It's you know if if you want to make it longer, it makes it. If you want it to look really yeah, natural and you don't have Vivica's wigs, it you know it's hard to do extensions. And, yeah, but it takes a while to grow hair like that. But yeah. I just. Said, quarantine yeah and i and i gotta say it like worked it worked for the character because he was portraying himself as like sort of this emo you know this emo guy which he was you know some he was something else but the way he portrayed himself and you know he he kind of portrayed himself as kind of like like soft-spoken and artsy so it it Mm -hmm. worked it worked as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. I looked him up on well, IMDb. Yeah. This is his only credit. Is this his first really? role that you know of? Meredith? Brand new. Yeah. He is. I think he is 17 years old. <gasps> he was really good. Yeah, he was great. Yeah, I was know, good. but I couldn't. Be- I couldn't believe how young he was when I was on set with him. And then I went, "Wait, wait! You really are this age?" Because I thought he was credit. older. Yeah, I thought he was older too. Well, I mean, if he's not 17, he's 19. I mean, he's really young. Uh-huh. Usually it's someone in their 20s playing, you know, the high school kid. And right. I, he was just, like, literally just, practically just got to town and got this role. Oh, wow. wow. He, well, wow. He, he did a good job. Good yeah. for him. I think so, too, yeah. Yeah. Well, that explains that hair. All those, yeah. all those things <laughs> explains that hair. We don't see people with hair like that on, on you know, you don't just on on shows and movies. You don't see that. You might see Gary Oldman in a wig or something. Kurt, these the hippies wig. really have you riled up. I know, Kurt. <laughs> I'm just saying it's something we don't see very often. This is like it, 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 this is going to represent a point in history. Mark my words. <laughs> so so we then see Beverly Hills. And as opposed to the movie <laughs> last week, which showed like the Beverly Hills park thing like a gajillion times they really showed beverly hills yeah well the movie was not a lifetime movie lifetimes movies are usually set in la true because we talked about a a hallmark movie last week meredith and it was and it was la but it was vancouver (laughs) to the point that the scene that pushed me over the edge is they were supposed to be staying at a hotel that was near the regent beverly wilshire and they look out of the window onto the 101, and that drew me just up the wall. <laughs> I don't know. See, I don't know the LA I've seen stuff in Vancouver that's supposed to be Ventura Boulevard, and I've been the same way. Like, I'd lose it. I'm like, that is, you cannot. Yeah. No. And then, they, and then there's a scene, they go to the beach, and I'm like, I've been to that beach in Vancouver. So it's, it's, I like it that they're actually showing LA. Yes. So, so we then see a photo album. They're going through a photo album, and we find out uh, that Emily's dad is dead. Oh, I see dead people. 
So that's another trope. That's another trope, but that's also a sign that this is so far, this is going to be a good movie because everything is on target. Yeah, there's always there's always some somebody's dead parents always factor in. Right. Yeah. Dead parent. Dead parent means good movie. Both parents alive. Not so good. Yeah. <laughs> now, what was up with this house? This was like a, it was like a museum these people lived in. This was very right. yeah, audacious. That couldn't have been someone's house. Wild. Um, so, well, one thing I can tell you is that that doubled as the outside of the school in many scenes. What? Oh. So, <laughs> um, so it was, yeah, it was oh. multifunctional. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. David, this David is so good at doing. Like I see it because I go, oh my gosh, look! Like I could see where, oh, Vivica shot that there, but then it you turn mm-hmm. around and it's there. Wow. I see all of that, but um, I think they did a good job using, especially with that kind of um, six day shoot, making it look like that many yeah. um, locations. Yeah. Wow, yeah. that is that's impressive, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I've noticed in, in a bunch of movies where we'll see a house repeated because we're watching them obviously with a a little under more, a more watchful eye, so we notice stuff like that. But I'll, I'll notice that when they sh- use it in a different movie, they only shoot it from a different angle, so that it doesn't look exactly the same. And it'll be the same interior of the house, but they'll redecorate it. Yeah, I, it's, I I recognize so many of the Lifetime movies now. Um, that I just look and I'm like, oh, there, there's that one. <laughs> well, when you say I mean, shooting lifetime, for six, lifetimes, I meant to say Lifetime. You know, my Lifetime um, houses. They always oh, live yeah. in extravagant houses. Yeah. Yes, yes. Like they're single mothers. But they always, or you know, but they always have the most extravagant houses. I, I did find it very funny in this movie at, at one point where the the mom says to the daughter, uh, you know, like, "Hey, we're okay with money," and I'm like, "Yeah, you've got the most gigantic house ever." Hey, you live in a museum. <laughs> it was uh, in- yeah. I won't jump ahead, but it was kind of sad. Yeah. Now. <laughs> <laughs> I so Ashley. So first of all, the mother Ashley. She had a look, like she loves short dresses with cowboy boots. Yeah, and she mm-hmm. had various variations. But I've got to admit, this mother Ashley is me. Ashley is, is me. Oh, we have all of two cast members okay. on the show today. Are you wearing uh, cowboy well, no, boots right me now? For a second, so <laughs> show us your so cowboy Mary- boots, Les. So Meredith, I'm my husband. My husband and I are actually in the process of adopting right now. I've seen that, and so On your page. and we're and we are adopting a 13 year old girl. Amazing. And so Ashley, the way that Ashley was acting, I was like, "That's how I'm going to act. That's going to be me." Like, <laughs> you know, are you going out? Are you having fun? Do you have friends? You need uh-huh. to get out more. So I was vibing. I was vibing with Ashley. That's <laughs> this awesome. Whole movie. <laughs> and, 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 and then imagine, imagine like the social workers interview Les. So Les, where are you learning your parenting skills? <laughs> well, do you know those wrong killer Lifetime movies? <laughs> oh, and then well, but then here's the funny thing. Towards the end of the movie, when we get there. Um, as you guys know how I think about things, Emily did exactly what I would, what I would have taught her. Oh yeah, for sure. 
for sure. I was like, oh, that would be my kid. <laughs> so, oh, we find out it's Emily's birthday coming up. Ooh. And so and so her mom would do what I would do, which is you need to have a party. Uh, we, we find out Emily only has one friend, M- Michelle. There's still but, a party. Um, right. She's like, she's like, well, I'll invite Michelle over. And so, um, so, um, so the way that it's so funny, the way that she invited Michelle, they're like, Hey, do you want to come back to my house for cake and stuff? And then Michelle is basically the typical lifetime movie friend, you know, the very sassy friend. And so then we look and we see this guy and he's just like looking at Emily, just like looking at her. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, but that, but then Michelle's like, Hey, and Michelle's looking at him, but he's looking at Emily. So then he comes up and he starts hitting on, um, Oh wait, no, no, no. They go to history club and then Mrs. Connolly, Vivica tries to set them up. (laughs) She deliberately sat David next to Emily playing matchmaker. Everybody's trying to hook up this girl. Right. <laughs> and the funny thing is, is they're study. all like, you need to hook up. And she was a beautiful young lady. She was, yeah. yes. she was beautiful. That was the thing. Yeah. Stop doing your homework and start hooking up with guys. What are you doing? <laughs> In a way, it was kind of like Marilyn on the Munsters. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Marilyn on the Munsters was like very pretty. And the Munsters would be like, oh, poor Marilyn. She's so unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs> And that's how they were kind of treating Emily, you know. Oh, poor Emily. Oh, she she wants to get good grades and go to college. Oh, poor thing. <laughs> She'll come around. So then, um, so so then, I I wrote I liked his voice because it was very it was very smooth. He was very suave. He had a smoldering intensity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so. Um, then, um, oh, and then, so of course, I, you know, there's trouble because she's saying that she likes stuff and he's like agreeing with her on everything. Yeah. Every, everything mm-hmm. she said, he's like, I like it too. I like <laughs> it too. And then this was the part, cause we've seen so many of these movies. This was the part where I made a prediction and I was right, but I won't say until the end. Okay. And then we see Mrs. Stein, Meredith. Yes. Well, wait, is it Mrs. or is it Mrs. or Miss? Was it Miss or Mrs.? It's Mrs. I think I, because I, yeah, it was Mrs. Okay. They did call you Miss Stein a couple of times, and they would do that you know, with Mrs. versus I, Ms. Connolly, too. Because it, it, I, I think I threw on a wedding band, and but it was Mr. Stein, so oh. I'm not surprised because, oh. because I replaced that. I, I replaced him. Got it. Was oh, it's a big guy. Okay. Was it Eric Roberts? No. So it was written Mr. Stein, so I'm not surprised if they said a bunch of things. And, I'm surprised they didn't call me um, a him at any point. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> uh, and I got to tell you, and I'm not just saying this because you were here. Your character was the only adult with common sense mm-hmm. <laughs> in this entire movie. Yeah, yeah. I you actually, yeah. I I was like I I I was the only one that was trusting my instincts and um, like this guy. I don't like him. I don't like him. <laughs> right. 
Yeah, and you want her to go to school. You're trying to get her to go to college. Everybody else just wants her to be up partying Everyone and doing else just wants to have a valentine right yeah. and, and you're oh, like yeah. the big picture you're like i can help you get into usc you know which is not a, an easy school to get into or cheap i can help you right and everyone else is like oh emily just <laughs> go out and, and so um then um oh then i even wrote here yeah all the teachers want emily to get a date yeah. And so, <laughs> so that so, but Emily likes um, David. So, and then everybody, all of a sudden, then everybody's like, it, it wasn't like Emily was walking around with a grimace before this, but everybody was like, oh my god, Emily, you're smiling mm-hmm. like she had like. <laughs> It was like in any commercial when, you know, somebody like starts using the product and they have more of a spring in their step and everyone notices it was like that. Yeah. And I was like, she wasn't, she wasn't like frowning before. (laughs) So so that was just funny. And, and then, so David is talking to Emily. Michelle is like, I would have been pissed at her because he's talking to Emily and Michelle's like, I'm here. I'm here. It's like, Michelle, go away. Oh, I felt bad for Michelle. Yeah. She kind of, sl- she kind of slugged Michelle away. Michelle wasn't sure what she wanted. She was a little, she was a lost soul. <laughs> so, so David asks Emily on a date and then Kurt, Kurt, I bet this would work for you too. Because she's talking <laughs> to her mother, and he's texting her desserts. Dessert oh, picture, yeah. Dessert yeah, picture. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm going to have a question. There are some desserts in this movie, and now we can find out what happened to them. There's a <laughs> birthday cake. There's a birthday cake that appears in this movie. Did the people on the set get to eat it? Circumstances, I would say that would end up probably on the craft service table. Yeah. But under, under the COVID circumstances... I bet oh, sadly, not. sadly they didn't get to eat it because everything now is is wrapped. You're uh, right. Yeah. So huh. under normal circumstances, yeah, put that on craft service, and we'd all get to have some. Because Meredith, Kurt obsesses about the cake. I do. <laughs> movie. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I've worked on sets, and I have, you know, I've, 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 I've worked on quite a few shows in my career, and I've got to eat cake that appeared on TV. <laughs> That's very exciting. That needs to be your that needs to be your Twitter bio. That needs to be your Twitter bio, Kurt. That I I eat cake that it's appeared on. I eat famous cake. Um, How is the crafts? How is the crafts service on these movies? I know it's probably a little bit altered because of COVID, but but generally, how's how is it? Good. You. I mean, I think that most people understand that you've got to keep you want to keep you don't want to get actors too hungry um right make sure there's caffeine and sweets because the hours are so long um okay. but and then there's always healthy things and now the difference is it's like you've got to you have to have your mask on when you walk up to the craft service table and and instead of you know having things where you used to scoop out like a bunch of m&ms it's now everything's mm-hmm. individually wrapped but no i haven't hmm. I can't think of a time that I've of late where I've complained about craft service. It's always pretty okay. good. Nice. Mm-hmm. I was wondering, what, as soon as I asked that, I was like, hmm, are you just going to give us the diplomatic answer? If you would, <laughs> no, that would no, be understandable. It's always but that sounds good. like an honest answer. 
Yeah. Yeah, it's always good. You, you, <laughs> people are smart. Keep the actor. You don't want right. them to get too hangry. You know, keep them caffeinated and a little high on sugar. I'll tell you, right. I know, and, and I will get. We'll get back to the movie, but you need to get on one of these HBO shows. Their craft services and their lunches <laughs> are out of this world. I'm sure that Lifetime has lovely craft service for Meredith as well, though. But I love, I love that's Kurt's reasoning for booking an HBO show, not for the project. I mean, it is, it is the dream. <laughs> I'm a member of the Television Academy. I mean, I they they feed and oh my gosh, oh, yeah, you. They wine and dine you at every event. Of mm -hmm. course, not over the past year, but it's like, Sign oh my gosh. <laughs> the food that they give you to vote for oh. these shows. Recommend oh. me. Kurt's intrigued. <laughs> I no, I, I mean, it, <laughs> we got we to wait till we can actually gather again. I mean, it's okay. around people. I mean, I don't know how they're going to look with how it used to be. Like, the buffets were out of control on these shows. Mm -hmm. Calm down, Kurt. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. Well, I'm moving oh, yeah. to LA. <laughs> oh, as soon as this happens. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, okay. Oh, so David is like the trifecta of death because he's talking to Emily. Not only is his mother dead and his father dead, his grandmother's dead too. She is? Like a lot of death. Yeah, he says well, my grandmother's dead. <laughs> I thought he was living, in... living with his grandmother. No, no, his grandmother. Oh, he said he dead. lived alone. He said he lived alone. Oh. I see dead people. I miss that. <laughs> I think yeah, been his first... grandmother's dead. He moved into her house. I yeah. That's and, okay. Yeah, and he lives alone. Could he said, he said... <laughs> I have to say this. I, I think his great grandmother might have been alive. And, and, and so that was my first, like, red flag. It's like, okay, so this kid supposedly in high school a high school senior and he's living in a house and we see the house later and it was not a bad house, was okay. but he's living in this house alone. So that was kind of a big, you know, that was like, uh Oh, you better watch out. He's living by himself. <laughs> and Oh, and then he even says his parents died in a plane crash. So and there you something go. weird. He said, you're more likely to be, you're more likely to be elected president than be in a plane crash. Does he say something like that? Yeah, he did. That doesn't make a whole lot of sense. It didn't make sense either. Oh, well. So no so, reason to nitpick. So then Emily is like, well, you know, my dad died. And so, um, oh, and there, so this is their conversation they're having at, at this like cafe, which is a, a storefront we have seen many, many times, and we've sh filmed many restaurant scenes in this space. I know that space very well. Yeah, <laughs> it's usually a pizza joint. It was nice to see it change it up, uh, them change it up this week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, so he get but, but Emily and he are commiserating. And then he asks, which, you know, which should have been another red flag to Emily. He's like, what's your dad's name? And it's like, uh-oh, okay. This is, he's up to things. Mm -hmm. I, I had the same, I, I believe the same hunch about the movie at this point in the film that you yes. had less. Yes. So then we go back to History Club and mm -hmm. we, we learn some history. 
the oldest Valentine was from 1415. And um, and then um, all of a sudden, this was someone just like busts into class. Yeah, and so angry. And he got roses. This angry woman, yeah, burst, burst through like, like she's the Kool Aid man. (laughs) It just starts handing out roses like in the middle of class. I was like, how rude! That's pretty rude. I think that is a thing that some schools do at Valentine's Day, like the student council sells them or whatever, and and like and the teachers basically. I remember that happening. Yeah, sure. and the teacher basically puts up with the disruption for the day because it's like the one day a year where they do that. I liked her act. I liked the actress's point of view on that. She was just like <laughs> so bitter. Like right? she was delivering the roses and that she didn't have any. Yeah. I oh, she wasn't getting hilarious. any. Yeah. Did she say that? Yeah. She said oh, she wasn't yeah. getting a rose. Yeah. Yeah. Bitter. It yeah. was. Yeah, she was bitter. Jeez. I then, oh, when they cut to that for. scene, I I don't know Meredith, you might be able to speak to this if it was a choice of the directors. When they cut to Vivica in front of the class, it was behind this like you know the red flag behind her, but it looked like a, 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 it almost like a propaganda video. And I wonder if that was by choice because they kept referring to the way history repeats itself, and you have to know about history to uh, to understand what's going on in the present. That's interesting. I, I think that was more about the location okay. than it was a, 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 any type of uh, choice or any. Uh, yeah, it's about the location. Okay. <laughs> oh, so then all of a sudden, David turns into the bachelor. And- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he turns to Emily. He's like, will you take this rose? And then I wrote here in my notes, I'm worried because Emily is going to be scarred for life because this is her first experience with a guy and it's not going to go well. But then Michelle comes over and David comes over with flowers. To the house. And to the house. Oh, to the house. Yeah. He comes with flowers. He gives Emily flowers. He gives Ashley flowers, but no flowers for Michelle. Poor Michelle. No, it's Michelle. Like he's didn't read that book, like the method where you, you, you. I don't know. You like make one. You make the friend feel bad. Or he was. I mean, he. Oh was yeah. Nasty. Well, that's so what you do. So there's a book. Because then he starts flirting method. with the other friend. Well, yeah. I don't get right. Yeah. Well. Well. Anything. There. There's a, a common theme in Lifetime movies where the villain is really good at gaslighting. They never actually yeah. say that word, but that, that's what the villain is tending to do, and that's what he's doing. Yeah. And then and then in my notes, I wrote, I totally want to hang out with Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> like, Ashley and I would be friends. A trade boots. <laughs> right, totally. And, and then, of course, um, David is, like, telling Emily, you know, I love your family. You have such a cool mom. And then Emily goes in for a kiss and David backs away. Yeah. And then my suspicions were really like, mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, yeah, I, this is, I think it's. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
We oh, also yeah. see. You were onto it that fast. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we've we've but, watched enough Lifetime movies. Okay. We've, okay. Yeah. We we've probably watched over a hundred Lifetime movies. Boy. Yeah. <laughs> There's also a scene where we see Mich- uh, Michelle talking to David, and he's kind of like flirting with with her a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. At at uh, her best friend's birthday party. Yeah. yeah. Of course, there's only three people at the party, I guess, Which if you're going to mingle. so sad with that mansion. <laughs> yeah. Right. Do you think she'd have more friends just for that? I mean, some people yeah. probably just want to come over and see that house. so small. Well, right. That was a good-looking cake. <laughs> I, I also noticed that, that they had this really nice cake for her, and then they just had like three lone candles and i'm like they could have bought the number candles if they didn't want to put a bunch of like you know 17 individual candles on there yeah and how exciting happy birthday the song has of course lapsed in copyright so they were singing away <laughs> 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 I love that. That's what you took note of, Kurt. I did, and the cake, which I actually had to had to go back a little bit. So no, wait, did you pause it? No, I went back because <laughs> I wanted to see what kind of cake it was, and I still couldn't really d- distinguish. It's kind of hard because I just I just started this this DVR thing, and it's a little, little hard to go back. It's not like those old days with the VCR. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so, so so the David, oh, David explains to Emily the reason why I pushed back is because my mom told me to take things slow, which I guess at that age, that's a bad a sign. Girl, a girl would buy it, though. Yeah. Like, she's never dated. She's never dated. Right. Well, she's not going to buy that for too long. Right. Hey, I like when they start cleaning up. There's a big cleanup after this this party where there were three people. <laughs> Let's everybody clean up. You clean the dish. Yeah, you move. I believe there was talk of moving chairs. <laughs> I'll shake out the welcome mat. Now later, Emily is like in her living room, and she looks outside, and she catches him stalking her. Yeah, like she and, full on spotted him. It wasn't like a lot of movies where we'll watch where the guy or the you know, the villain is outside and the person doesn't see them. It's like she saw him. Yeah, and went yeah. over and like, what the hell's going on? And not what I loved stuff. about Emily, though, Emily was not dumb. Like no. he couldn't sweet talk her like he tried. Because in a lot of other movies, the girl kind of gets sweet talked out of it. But mm-hmm. Emily was like, no, this is weird. And so, um, and, uh, and, but doesn't point oh. it out to her mom. Cause the mom's like, Oh, you know, she, the mom noticed she looked kind of rattled and she's like, is everything okay? And Emily says, Oh yeah, I'm great. Right. But then I'm like, then I wrote here, Emily, he's gaslighting you. Don't fall for it. Yeah. <laughs> and, and she did it. And she heard you. She did. <laughs> oh, so then she's telling Michelle <clears throat> she's telling Michelle about it and then Emily okay everybody in this movie other than Mrs. Stein pretty much was in on the gaslighting oh yeah well you yeah, jumped ahead though you were falling for it you ju- jumped ahead because the first lurking was at night and then he was lurking the next morning he was back at the house and asked her to right. breakfast right and she's like no yeah she's good like, for no. her she's like this is weird 
And then Emily's telling Michelle, yeah, he's like lurking in front of my house. And, and Michelle's like, oh, well, that's not bad. And, and so. Well, then, Michelle is, Michelle is, what, what's, what's, what's the word you guys use? Dickmatize? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yes. Right. yes. yes. So then, uh, so then um, Emily's feeling weird. And then they're back at History Club. David apologizes. And then I wrote here, David turns into Ike Turner. Because. <laughs> he becomes a, an award-winning songwriter? Yeah. Well, no, the, the teenage years. Oh, Because wow, she gets perfect. a text. She gets a text. And he's like, who's texting you? And starts like flipping out. And she's like, idiot, it's Michelle. And this was mere seconds after he had just apologized to her. Like, they're in the same classroom. It's like, it, this This happened just after class now. And he yeah. lost it. Yeah. And then he threw in that she, so she started to walk away. And then he threw in the, don't walk away from me. And so then Mrs. Connolly, Vivica shows up and she's like, okay, so is there something up? And they're like, no. And then she's like, okay. (laughs) And like walks away. Her job is done. So then the next scene, this cute guy named Pete shows up. Oh, yeah. He was so cute. He was so cute. He was so good. And so she, so he was, so he's basically like, Hey, you know, I missed um, the notes. Can you just, can I borrow your notes? And she actually looked like she liked Pete too, but it was all innocent, you mm-hmm. know? And so then David shows up and just starts raging. <laughs> Scared Pete. Pete away. Right. And once again, the only person in this movie with common sense, Mrs. Stein. Yes. <laughs> and I loved you. This is my yeah. favorite line of the movie. And I love the your delivery of it is I don't know you. It was very it was <laughs> well, it was the, the Nicki Minaj, Mariah Carey thing. It, you were Mariah Carey in the moment. You were like, I don't know you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was totally what I was going for. Thank you. Really? I was like, yeah. <laughs> and and then uh, and then you know uh, you're like hey I can get you to USC I can hook you up with my friend um but then Mrs Stein goes to Miss Connolly and then Miss Connolly looks at Mrs Stein like she's crazy when you know <laughs> Mrs Mrs Stein's like there's this guy he's like I I get a bad vibe from him I you know he's being weird to Emily did. Don't you send something up? Oh. And then I like how she looked at you like you were crazy. <laughs> I, li- I like that your character straight up said, I don't like him. He gives mm-hmm. me the creeps. I, I, I like that you just, you, you laid it all out. Because a lot of times they'll sort of dance around it and you just said it. Mm-hmm. You I were the audience too. essentially in the movie. You were the one saying all the things that we at home are all thinking. Right. Well, well I also think... Um, you know, regarding the character Mrs. Stein, if this is a uh, if we're, if the, this is using the structure of of Joseph Campbell's hero's journey, Mrs. Stein would be the mentor, I believe. Mm-hmm. You know, uh-huh. she's the mentor of the main character. Yeah. So well, if you awesome. notice, if you notice, there's there. Well, well but the, I say things to Emily in certain scenes that are plans for later 
Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, yeah, I keep telling, you know, it's interesting when you think about it that I, that it was actually written for a man mm-hmm. because um, Vivica, maybe Vivica's character may be just brushing me off. Like, oh, you're being overprotective, man. You're overprotective of this young woman. Let her have a little fun. You know? Right. It may, because there's some things that we definitely had to modify that now that Mrs. Stein was a missus and, um, and one of them was like, you know, we didn't change when David said, what do you have a little crush on her? You know, mm-hmm, and, yeah. and how he kind of got in my face on that. The only reason that I would be so interested in this young woman and helping her with that. I had some sort of a crush on her. Um, and I was jealous. Yeah. But, but the, the thing is though, I thought now because now hearing this, turning the character into a female character, I think was actually more effective. I agree because because your character was like, "Hey, you know what? You be you can be smart. You can go to school. Yeah, you don't have to buy into the." You know, I need a man thing, and let's get you into yeah. a good school. So and I, I liked that. that and, was- you, and you told Emily it's time to take control. I, I love that yes. message from a woman so. being this given to be a young woman. Sooner or later, you have to step up and take control of your life. Yeah, right. Like even wrote here in my notes, female empowerment scene. So yeah, I, so, so I like that. I like that. It ended up. It ended up really working. Okay, so this next part, Ashley goes to work. And David's like sitting in her office, right? <laughs> yeah. And then yeah. Ashley's like, "What the hell are you doing here?" And he's like, "I just thought I would pop in, and you know, throws her some line. I'm getting to know you and your daughter." He then mentions his dad. Ashley starts getting creeped out. Then he kind of hits on Ashley a little bit. Yeah, he's got a very brooding essence. So how are you doing? Hey, let's see if I can do it. <laughs> how are you doing, Ashley? How are you doing? You know, it's kind of monotone a little bit, but with effect. So, so then, once again, Miss Connolly, I'm like, Miss Connolly, what is up with you? Because Ashley calls and is like, this guy showed up at my job, and Miss Connolly's yeah. like, well, so did you see? <laughs> Um, Vivica was reading a book, so I, I had to go back and see what this book was. It's the what reader's, was- it's a reader's digest condensed, <laughs> condensed book. I'm like, way to go, prop master. That was that nice. I like that. Digest condensed book out of the box. Wrote to Vivica. <laughs> it, oh, that's funny. I, I, I was hoping it'd be some like romance, you know, some. No, you can hardly see it too, but you could, you could, you could see a little, little bit of it. Say, like, oh, okay. <laughs> and, and so then I started so, so this thing though I started scribbling notes like what are you doing because she's basically playing into the gaslighting too this is Connolly's response at the end of the call though made me laugh I, I think it was just a uh, it was like a, a f- slight flub of a line maybe that they just left in but she said that she'll keep her good eye on it <laughs> which I just thought oh. like that's that. do you have a bad eye is she a pirate? I think, I think that was Vivica's. Per- I think that Viz- that was Vivica's personality. Okay. Yeah, I got yeah, good eye on it. I, I caught that too, and I think that was a little bit of Vivica. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> so, so then, 
Emily shows up at home and they're like gifts in front of her door. The history book. Right. And, and not Reader's then, Digest. No. Right. <laughs> yeah, because her book was thick. Her well book was, and then we see David, he's on a date. And then we see that he's on a date with Michelle. Yeah, like he, you hear the voiceover of him talking and it sounds like he's pouring his heart out to someone we're supposed to assume it's um, um, uh, Emily. But they pull back and it's actually Michelle that he's out with. Right. I thought and he was Michelle's alone like, at first. And then Michelle's like, I feel terrible. We shouldn't do this. But they do it. <laughs> And then he turns around and slut shames her after, after. Oh, it was bad. That was, he was a little too good at that. He was breaking my heart the way he shamed her. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then he called Emily, then he calls Emily and she's like, oh, thank you for my gift. Where are you? And he's like, oh, I'm at home, hanging out at home. And then Michelle texts Emily and she's like, listen, I need to talk to you. Don't hate me. I slept with your boyfriend. They didn't go all the way, though, Les. Uh, oh, that's right. Because he said, okay, because that's right. Because he said something. He, he, he said something. She said, she said yeah, they hooked yeah. up. She said they hooked up. Right. But we don't yeah, know what hooking up, up means now. I've lost track. Some, there was some play on words. Yeah. Um, up. She said, oh, this, I think she said, this is really screwed up. And he's like, well, not quite. Or something. Right. Oh, that. Uh, that's how we were supposed to know. Uh, oh, I want to get that. All the way. Okay. <laughs> so then, this next? Never mind. No, go ahead. <laughs> never go mind, ahead. Never, no. I was going to say, it's hard, to, it's hard to go all the way in the front seat of a car anyway. It's a very, very clunky situation. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so this this next part cracked me up. This next part was so funny because Michelle's like, I hooked up with your boyfriend. <laughs> Emily's like, get out of my house, which that's reasonable. You know, get yeah. the hell out of my house. And Michelle's like, what? She's surprised. <laughs> what? I... <laughs> I was, that was so funny. <laughs> I Michelle's can't stay like, for breakfast. Michelle's like, it's like, how dare you? And then it's like, you hooked up with a boyfriend. <laughs> Who's rude now? Yeah. <laughs> she was like incredulous about it. And, and so then, um, oh, so then um <laughs> Later, Emily comes home. Okay, was this the part where they showed the living room and there's like a gate between like the entry, like the hallway and the living room? I don't have a note of that. I don't. I don't remember. But but I would. I wasn't there shooting that. I don't remember that. Sounds like it was a doggy gate. Yeah, because it was just crazy. Because oh. it was just you know, it was just <laughs> it was interesting. But I was like, but but in a house that big, you know, yeah. Um, oh so then emily comes home david's like in the house in the living room this is the same morning this is the this is right after uh she kicks out michelle david just shows up and invites himself in for breakfast again and then ashley's like get out and then david starts getting sexist 
All right. Yeah. Yeah. Because Emily kicks him out, and before he leaves, then Ashley chews him out, and then he gets condescending with her, and she kicks him out, too. But I, but once again, I like that Emily wasn't like a pushover. She wasn't dumb. She like, you know, she stood up for herself. And especially for a girl who had never dated before, I was like, okay, yes, do this. Kick his ass out. Yeah. Yeah. So, so then Mrs. Stein, once again, is like, you know, the voice of reason. And it's like, hey, you know, I talked to my friend, my friend can meet you he's you know he can help you you know and so um then we find out that um she tells mrs stein that she's avoiding david and then you know mrs stein is like of course you are and so mrs stein like gets it yeah and but then this next part okay so mrs stein confronts David and I'm like, no, you never can put them alone. <laughs> this is a big scene <laughs> because that's the one thing that happens. Like the the they always confront the person alone, and it's like, no, you take someone with you. And then, um, and then, yeah, this is where he like insinuates that Mrs. Stein is a lesbian. Yeah, and... I jumped. Sorry, I jumped ahead because I had two of those scenes out in that courtyard. And... <laughs> oh, it's okay. Yeah, but that. Yeah. But that. Yeah, he 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 gets in my face. And, and then I kind of like how they explained away him living by himself because he's like, "Well, I'm 18." Mm. And then when oh, Stein yeah. brought up like an excellent point, like, "Okay, well then you can go to jail for harassing a minor," and I was like, "Boom." Yeah. Because I don't think they've ever brought up something like this before. Like, you know, like, right. yeah, so what? You're in high school. You can still go to jail for this. Mm-hmm. And, but then I thought, uh-oh, Mrs. Stein's days are numbered. Oh, I know. I was worried. <laughs> After this scene, I was really worried for you, Meredith. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you did get, I knew that was, that was a good scene. Especially, that was like your Emmy scene. Especially. So you got out of the way. Yeah, especially because you you then like you know you have this confrontation with David, and then he kind of backs down when you mention the police and says that he'll leave her alone if you if you think that's best. And you you took him at his word at that point. I was like, ah, oh, that's not a good idea. I was like, yeah. Well, I think I was pretty skeptical, but I was like, I really thought I I was like I really think I might have a shot of getting through to this kid, but I wasn't sure. Yeah. Do you get so, to? Okay. okay. Oh, oh, just a one quick question. No, go ahead. Do you get to improvise? Do, do you improvise at all, or is it? Do you really have to stick with the script? Oh, that's a good question. Um, no, we like a little bit here and there. Like, but you I mean, um, but we're moving so fast on these that any improvise improvisation almost is accidental because you're trying to keep things going or like uh, you know like maybe a line is like oh so you keep so there's really not a lot of time unfortunately for for that on on these i've been on some 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 where they'll just like keep the camera rolling but we just don't have time like right going so fast and like sometimes though do in that case if there is like a flub or an improv do they sometimes keep it in yeah yeah, if it worked, sure. Okay, so this next scene was kind of weird. 
because I wasn't sure where this scene was going. Because so she's so she's talking to um, Emily's talking to the the guy from USC. Mr. They're Phillips. talking. Yeah. Mr. Phillips. They're having a good conversation. Then all of a sudden, David shows up. So this is the part I'm like, okay, so is David hitting on him? Or what's going on here? Because especially then when he was like, then he's like, I'm Frank. And I'm like, okay, so where's this Where's this going? I, I thought it was weird that they were in a bar. That this No, they're at the cafe. Did. It was the same cafe, the cafe from earlier. Really? Yeah. yeah. Same bar. booth. They always sit like at the same the, booth. The US. Okay. And and then and then so then you know he's getting he's getting annoyed. Uh, Frank is getting annoyed, and so he's like, mm-hmm. "Okay, I'm gonna step away, but I will be right back." You guys, because then David starts like insinuating himself on the interview and saying, "I want to go to USC too," which I would have thought that the guy from USC would have picked up on this guy's bugging her. You know, and especially the way she was acting, too. So mm-hmm. I was surprised that he didn't get that this guy was like, he kind of treated her like she was in on this. Yeah. He and did excuse, when he excused himself, he said, you know, I'm, I'm going to let you two work out whatever this is. Because it's super uncomfortable for him. Like, he's just, come, right. you know, interviewing this girl as a, uh, as a favor to a friend. He doesn't have to be there at all. And then this kid comes along and just hijacks it right yeah nobody wants and, that and, 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 and then david's like wash your hands <laughs> yeah, what was that? don't forget to wash your hands i i when i read the script i was like oh my god like I, I i was like well this is i guess we're teaching you know we're reminding people we're in crazy time you know even though we clearly weren't in COVID in the movie I was like oh well we got people are gonna you know remember to wash their hands I, I thought oh. it was hilarious I, but it was just the right amount of surly that it totally worked <laughs> I, I I it made me think of um uh Edie McClurg in Ferris Bueller's Day Off where she's uh, like had met Jenny uh, and she's like what a little asshole <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just thought of that for David. I was like, "What a little asshole!" Then, then we cut to Mrs. Stein, and she's walking alone at night. So I'm like, "Uh oh, here we go." Bye, yeah, why Mrs. out so late? <laughs> why, why, why were you leaving school so late? I, you know, because I, I don't know. I, 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 uh, I must have been. I don't know that that was. Uh, because this shot looked great, right? <laughs> okay, that's good. <laughs> mm-hmm. The shot looked so good. It did. Uh, uh, I love it. Yeah. I guess it was an overnight shoot. No, it just was. That it was. was it was just late, and and um. You probably had parent-teacher was, conferences or something. Yeah, you know right. that. Well, I know we're in California, but I can remember back east. You know, if you stay, if you had any type of extracurricular, mm-hmm. you came, you left it. It was dark. Yeah. That's true. Like if it's winter, like five or four. Yeah, this four. is, I mean, this is yeah. set around Valentine's Day. So it makes sense that it's, sun's going down that time. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Something was and going then, on. But, but then I love that, like, Mrs. Stein fought until the bitter end. Well, one would yeah. hope. <laughs> I was like, Mrs. Stein's not pitting up with shit. I yeah, I fought back, but people on Twitter were like, "Don't turn your back on a crazy man." Because <laughs> I told him, and then I was like, 
you watch yourself, mister. And then I just, and then that was the end of me. You got stabbed. Yeah. <laughs> oh, let, let's, pl let's play it for Meredith in person. I see dead people. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird seeing you alive. No, I'm yeah. just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's great. It's uh, quite a scene. So, so then, I like it. But then, okay, so Emily's a good person because she sees Michelle, she she forgives Michelle, which I'm like, oh wow, you're a better woman than I, because she like you know she forgave her pretty quick. Well, I think she realized that okay, this guy's clearly manipulative, so maybe it wasn't yeah. Michelle's fault. This Emily is smart. She's smart. She's really she's got, smart, girl. Yeah, she's got things figured out here. Yeah. She's very emotionally intelligent, too. So, so then, um, so, so then David's eavesdropping, right? And I guess he's got good hearing, too, because he wasn't that close to them. So then we find out Mrs. Stein is dead. Mm -hmm. We find out everybody's bummed. Then she's talking, Emily's talking to them, and David, like, shows up behind her. And he starts saying, you know, bad things to her, you know, about his parents, her father. Well, he said bad things know. keep happening to good people. Oh, that's what it, okay. Yeah, he's like, my parents, your father. Then he's all, do you need a hug? And Emily's not a person <laughs> at all. At all. Mm. But, but then she starts getting texts. Like, where are you? Yeah. And so then she, um, she's talking to uh, Emily, talking to Ashley. She's telling Ashley about Mrs. Stein. Then once again, Ashley catches David lurking in front of the house. again. He's not a good lurker because he always gets caught. No, <laughs> but they also have like multiple surveillance cameras and like they have a, they have a thing of there's this wall of screens. Yeah, well, like who lives in this house? Liberace. It, it was it was like the movie Sliver. You know, remember all the 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 screens Billy Baldwin had in it was it Billy Baldwin in Sliver. Sliver. Yeah, I was trying to think of a reference. That's good. <laughs> so so then Ashley's yelling at David. She's like, "I want to talk to your parents." And David's like, "Well, my parents are dead." <laughs> And then, um, and then I wrote here. I like the fact that the women in this movie are not wimps, because she was like just going at it with him. She's like, "You're a little boy. That's what you are, a little boy." Mm -hmm. Um. So, um, then David. So then, at one point, then David sends like a FaceTime message <laughs> to Emily, and he's like flipping out. It was like the craziest rant. Like this is the you know when. There's like a, a bomber or something like that, and they send out their manifesto. It was like that. He just kept going on and on. <laughs> so they show the video. Part. No, what are the yeah. SAG rules for that? Because they were showing him, it was like a movie in the movie. Do you pay double for that? <laughs> <laughs> so, so then, okay, so this next part is I would want my daughter this is how I would want my daughter to act because mm -hmm. Michelle goes up. She distracts the teacher. She's like, Oh, there's a fight. 
So the teacher runs out with Michelle, and Emily goes in and just starts like going through things and yeah. teasing the joint. And I was like, oh, I'm like, oh, that's that's my girl. Snooping. She's like snooping. <laughs> and then she's smart snooping because yeah, she's taking pictures of all the stuff, right? Because a lot of a lot of these movies, they're like dumb snoopers and they get caught. Mm-hmm. Emily snooped. She did not get caught. And I was like, that is how I will raise my daughter as well. <laughs> to snoop and not get caught. I like this Michelle, she good brings, job. This Michelle brings Mrs. Harrison outside. Oh, I guess the fighting stopped. Mrs. Mrs. Harrison, she, she knows Michelle's full of shit. Like, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, de- Meredith just as, as, as Mrs. Stein didn't like David, uh, Mrs. Harrison did not like Michelle. That yeah, was funny. Yeah. I love that one because, yeah, Mrs. Harrison's like, yeah, yeah, whatever. If they were, they weren't fighting over you, honey. Now I gotta get back to work. <laughs> so then Emily takes her information. She then calls, she finds the, David's old school. And she calls. And it's so funny because the person on the other line was gonna, she was gonna give the information she until, was ready to go. <laughs> until she said, oh, it's about David. And I was like, are they allowed to do that? Well, this <laughs> is where her snooping wasn't good because Emily called and said she was Emily and she, she yeah, should have said right. something like, well, I'm the family doctor. Uh, well, she's young, Emily. she's not seasoned. Yeah. Well, also, also the reason she called the school is when she was looking at David's records and took photos, it said that his medical record was incomplete. All she had to do is say, hey, we're still waiting on that medical record. Can you send it over? But, you know, this is she's she's like 16. This is her first. This is her first paper. So for her first (laughs) paper, it was pretty good. She's doing well. Yeah, she's pulling. That was a good caper for your first one. Yeah. So, oh, so that oh, oh, so then she mentions the name David Olson, and the person on the other line just like shuts up and goes very quiet <laughs> and like I can't talk to you. So then we cut to Ashley's office. Ashley's office is trashed, and then once again cops in these movies he's just kind of like yeah whatever yeah they don't want to work trashed. they don't want to work <laughs> like uh no evidence oh okay my job i'm going home for the day then because mm-hmm. he, he was he was a very sexy cop mm-hmm. he was hot stuff he, yeah he's very sexy mm-hmm. but he was just like yeah whatever <laughs> so then so then emily she, snooping's in her blood now she's just like <laughs> i'm gonna mm-hmm. snoop because then well, she goes to David's house <laughs> and and she finds his laptop. And his laptop, I guess he doesn't turn his laptop off because she got right in. No, no password. And then she sees, you know, David and his mom. Then, of course, I love how this is the first time I've seen it because normally they have the stalker pictures and they're like on a table or something. But this was all on the computer. Mm-hmm. So they had his stalking pictures then um, they had uh, notes from when he was in the insane asylum. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, we find out that he had a nervous breakdown because of his mom's suicide. Which, so that which, was news to her. 
it was news that the mom died of suicide, not a right. plane crash. Yeah. Right. And then she finds out, which I predicted, David isn't her boyfriend. David's her brother. Mm-hmm. Which I was, see- yeah, I was suspicious of that because that looked like there was a Photoshop some uh, Photoshop work there. Well, earlier in the movie when we saw the photo of the dead, so I don't think we mentioned Ashley and Emily are, are African-American and the uh, the dad in the photo when they show him earlier in the movie is white. And mm-hmm. in the face looked a little bit like David too. So now Actually, we see a photo with D- was, David's mom and the same dad. That was good casting actually because mm-hmm. – he, they really did look like they could be his parents. Yeah. They really yeah. did. I remember when I when I read the script, I didn't know who was cast. So, um, and actually maybe I did. So I quickly looked up, but I was, but I, but I did, like you, Les, there was a point in which I went, oh my God, I think this is her brother. And I kind of went back and traced what I'd read. And, um. But it would, but I think that helped too. But I think it was, I think it was good casting to do, to mm-hmm. it that way too. And because I think, you know, like, not that Twitter is the, you know, ultimate be all, but the people were surprised. Like they were like, great twist. Yeah. If no, if, if there, we hadn't watched no, Lifetime movies a zillion times before, I don't know that I would have seen that coming. It was only because mm-hmm. we this kind of plot where it's a, a disgruntled family member you didn't know about that's a pretty common theme mm-hmm. but okay so twitter wise so do you so you live tweet you were live tweeting during this i was yeah with i was and uh, mariah who uh plays emily was there and then vivica always lives oh wow story. i okay i need to start doing this you do you do it's, it's really fun i mean i only do it with these kind of movies but i i, I it's super fun to, i'm gonna um, start to uh, is this... I mean, it's like it, it, we play along, and like and Vivica's very responsive on there to her fans, and then um, she even got Evan, who's like he's you know he's he's a baby, so he's not on Twitter. Like he is, you know, he's all about Instagram. She even got him to to jump on so that he could oh wow come in on some of the fun. That Evan um, is a long haired kid that played David. Yeah, David. I, yeah. I'm gonna. St- I am in. I am in. Well, I have a question. Uh, do you do that? Do you do that just for fun, or is that also part of the gig? Um, I do for both. Like I, I, it's not. It's not something. I mean, that I'm contracted to do. Although the this the wrong movies have been really good about getting me stuff in advance and being like, hey, get this. You know, get this out there. You know, you you're welcome. They did this crazy thing. I don't know if you saw it with with Cisco. Do you? Do you um, oh, the wrong, 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 yeah, wrong yeah. song, yeah. And so, and, and so they had sent it out to all of us that were in the promotion, the promotions, and I was like, are you sure? Like, really? I can put this anywhere? They're like, yeah, go for it. Um, so once they get, like, clearance from A&E, they're great about being like, get this out there. Um, so cool. I just kind of do it knowing that, I mean, there's there's a – you know, there's a select audience for this, but they follow, and it, it and mm-hmm. um, so no one ever asked me on this specific project or any of the Lifetime, but I just jump on and do it because the Lifetime movie fans are so fun. Yeah, that yeah. seems like that would be fun to do. 
Yeah, I'm gonna start doing. I'm gonna start doing it. I'm gonna start doing it because it's like sounds like hilarious. You have to do the East Coast feed though, because no one's there three hours later. Mm -hmm. Okay, Ooh. I have I have Sling TV, so I normally get oh. the East Coast feed anyway. Well, so I'm watching the East Coast feed, and then I have it DVR'd on my dad's cable, and then I start it up again for the West Coast feed. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> so, and, but there's always a few stragglers, but not many people. You know, or on for the West Coast. Twitter okay, good to know. So the early, the early showing. I'm gonna mm -hmm. start the next, the next movie we do. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it. All right, we'll hop on there. <laughs> um, oh, okay. So, so, um, oh, so then David comes home. Emily hides, but then once again, Emily is no dummy. Like I said, it was like I raised her myself because she snuck out and ran. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it did not get caught. Well, he caught her, but he didn't catch her. Mm -hmm. He saw her. He saw her, but she was out. So then I wrote here: the sexy detective comes to see Mrs. Connolly. And then, yeah, that could have been a love connection, right? And then this is the part that cracked me up because all of a sudden she's like, again. David again. I've been hearing his name. But a is, lot. is only just now started to think where there's smoke, there's fire with this right. kid. I yeah, thought that was that. amazing. <laughs> that, like I keep hearing this kid's name. Like, like people have been warning me for two weeks. Starting someone died. <laughs> someone someone died, and now I'm finally like, oh, I guess I better <laughs> I guess I better look into this. <laughs> <laughs> so um um what oh oh did she got a, is this where she got a text from ashley oh wait wait, wait. i oh. lost my I, I lost my no, plate at this point so oh so that i think emily oh, calls are. ashley or vice versa because ashley has the news about the office being ransacked and emily right. has the news about what she found out about david but rather than relaying that news to each other in that moment they're like oh i've got things to tell you when i get home right so so then oh okay so then they go home and then david comes over and then the cops come over and then Ashley gets a text from Mrs. Connolly. That was right. Ashley gets a text from Mrs. Connolly. And then um, Ashley and Emily, I love this part because Ashley and Emily are talking and they're like, yeah, he's crazy. And Ashley's like, but he's still your brother. <laughs> crazy brother. I loved all of that Emily's reveals to Ashley as she's telling her all this stuff. She's like, wait, that's not the craziest part. But wait, that's not the craziest part either. Wait, there's more. And Mom's like, just tell me. <laughs> and, and so then um, we David starts going into it and we find out that I guess David's mom didn't tell his dad that he existed. Right. Hmm. I know, and, but David's dad didn't know he existed. Right. Right. He because he didn't tell he like the mo he David's mom out. never told the dad about David. And then okay, right, so right. this is a side. This is how good this movie was. I actually started to feel sorry for David. Like he goes to his monologue, I actually started to feel sorry for him. Yeah. 
Because then he relays his whole story about how he was abused and his mom was bitter against his dad and she took it out on him and she would do all this abusive stuff to him. And so then I was like, ah. Um, and uh, did I skip a part where, oh, I skipped a part well, you skipped because the, the police, like, yeah. like, our, like our lifetime police always do. They're like, oh, well, we didn't find anything, so we're just going to go. No, <laughs> no, actually, my, this was – oh, go ahead, Kurt. Oh, my take on this is he just got approved for overtime, so now he's going to put a little extra work. Yeah, he's because stand guard. normally in the Lifetime movie, the, the cop just gives up and goes away and tells the tells the family, oh, it's, it's okay to stay in the house. Just get some rest. Uh, but this yeah, one, right. he's like, oh, no, I'm, I'm going to hang out just in case. Because <laughs> if, if you close your eyes, you can't see anything bad. And then Ashley is looking outside, and all of a sudden she sees David go behind the cop and, like, drag him away. So there went that. So so then um, David comes in in the house. He has a gun. Um, he then gives his monologue about how his mom his mom told him that he was no good. His mom told me he was his disappointment. Um, but she took it out on him. And she's a drunk too. And then you mentioned that. And she's a drunk too. And then yeah, so I was very I was like, oh my god, I feel really bad for him. And. Um, then oh, and, and really the gun that, and the gun is the gun that his mom used to kill herself. To kill herself. And then it was even sadder because he's Dark. like, "Well, well, we're gonna, we're, I'm gonna do this around the dinner table." Like he wanted to have like a family dinner before he killed. Oh him. yeah, that was that was crazy and yeah. heartbreaking. And I was like, "My God, this is sad." I'm like, "I'm not supposed to feel bad for him, but I did." Were they, were they gonna eat first? Was that the idea? Yeah, they were like, going to sit around the table. Family. Yeah, a family meal. Because yeah. in the, earlier in the movie, when he was lying to Emily, he did this whole monologue about the thing he misses most of just like you know sitting there at the dinner table, and they were both there. And, 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 he, and it yeah, turns he, out he made that up. He's always dreamt of having that. Yeah, is it weird? Is it weird that I wonder who who's going to cook? Like whether whether they go order food. Like, <laughs> How was how is this logistically going to work? It, it's not weird that you thought that, Kurt. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. I just just wanted to make sure. Um, so, so and then he tells them because Ashley's like tied up. So and then he tell Ashley's like tied up at this point, but he tells them I'm going to kill all of us. Like because he's like he's like I know that they're going to come and I'm going to have to go back to that asylum. I'm not going back there, so. We're we're I'm doing us all in, and so Ashley, meanwhile, is like doing her fancy handwork, and she unties herself, and she strangles him. Like these were tough women. She's strangling him. <laughs> he drops the gun. Emily picks up the gun, and he's like, "Go ahead, shoot me, shoot me." And Emily shoots him. Yep. <laughs> she she was asking for it. <laughs> and then this is always my favorite part of these movies, and it will Cue never Vivica. get old. Vivica shows up from nowhere. <laughs> like just shows up. Emily, I think she was waiting around the corner. It looks like, like you picked like, the wrong Valentine. 
Yeah, she is. <laughs> she was waiting around the corner, like, mm, I'll, I'll wait until this settles down, yeah. and then I'll come in. She's pretty violent no, in there. Did, I don't want to go in just she, yet. Did Vivica's character text and check in on... Yeah, on Emily, you mentioned that, right? She sent a text. What did that text she texted Ashley that that, that uh, she talked uh, about the detective, and or I think she okay, called so. Ashley about the te- detective. But yeah, okay, so yeah, she just she came to make sure everything was okay. But I love in every movie. Yeah, yeah. In every movie, she just shows. <laughs> You picked the wrong Valentine. Yeah. Like, what was the one where it wasn't the cheerleader one? It where was, she just showed up with like mace. <laughs> there, there was one where she hit somebody. I think with a broom. Yeah, and that was a good yeah. one. Like when Vivica gets to deliver the line after she's the one that knocks out the killer. That's the, uh, those are the ones I love the best. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but it's like, and, and it's so funny. It's at the point now where when the movie starts, that's the part that I I look forward to the most. Like, how is she going to deliver the line? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it just, and this is just one of those, because sometimes, as you know, Meredith, sometimes the movies will go like three months later, and then the person is still like alive after all, or like yes, I I know that. <laughs> But this was when it just ended. Like, well, no, they had a they had a a, a, a dream sequence that wasn't a dream. Oh, right. It was right. super brief. It was like Emily was like in history club, and like David's there again, and she just wakes up. Right. So wait, but are we to assume that David went back to the insane asylum? Right. He lived. He did. I thought he. I'm not sure. Because it just kind of ended abruptly. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought we were to assume, like, she, I thought that Emily, because she's so smart, she shot him not to kill, but just to wound. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like, she knew exactly where to, because do we ever know? Do, we don't actually know him, his like, fate. Away. Yeah, we don't no. know his fate. A lot of times what will happen is the, the, the villain will get uh, shot, but isn't actually dead. And the, they just disappear. Like the cops go to cuff them and they're gone. And then we, we jump ahead three months later. But this, is, they, we don't know if he died, if he was injured. Uh, hmm, maybe yeah, what happened? There could be. No, we oh never actually God. see. We never actually see Mrs. Stein killed either. She could have faked her. Own. We're told that she. Oh, so she faked her yeah. death, like the <laughs> the body well, and Capulet. Like Adriana's, and because we never see Adriana and Sopranos get killed, but from what we understand, she did. <laughs> All right. Well, Meredith, this this was so much fun. Mm-hmm. This was so much fun to have you here. How would our listeners find you? Oh, I am at Meredith Actress pretty much everywhere. At Meredith, M-E-R-E-D-I-T-H, Actress. Awesome. Awesome. And if you want to find me, you can find me at my website, leskirkendallbarrett.com, or you can find me on Facebook at leskirkendallbarrett. Jason. You can find all of us on Instagram at Lifetime of Hallmark Podcast. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Big Shot Jason. Kurt. You can go to KurtFitzpatrick.com, Kurt with a K. You can still see the Kurt Fitzpatrick Made It This Far holiday special. There's a link on there for you. That's it. Oh, and we are now on Audible. 
Ooh. Uh, yeah, we're we're on Amazon um, uh, podcast, and so we we are now on Audible. So you could download us to your Audible collection, and and you um, can ask A L E X A to play us too. Yes, mm. you can. And what else? Oh, and um, on March sixth and March twelfth, I, I will be doing my solo show, but brand new show, the the um. The Real Black Swan. It is about William Dorsey Swan, who was the first. He was a former slave who became the first black drag queen and the first black drag queen to throw drag balls. So that will be at the Rogue Festival. Please give us a review and please give us whatever platform you listen to us on. Five stars. Appreciate the review. Five stars. And I guess that's it. So until next time. Bye. 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 Bye.